Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. Hi, lady friend. Welcome back to the podcast. It is the last month of 2020. We have made it. (laughs) It has been a crazy year. Uh, we just have one month left to go, and I, you know, of course, it's a year that nobody could possibly have imagined. And I think we're all looking forward to 2021 with a sense of hope and expectancy that we will see some semblance of returning to normal, even though we don't know when that will be. Could be mid-year, could be later in the year. But I think with this turning of the calendar, there's always naturally some hope for the future, right? And so that's why in these last three episodes of the year, I wanted to specifically offer some hope. And not just hope, like lofty words. I wanted to actually offer some practical advice and implementation when it comes to events, in-person events. And I know that seems and sounds completely crazy, right? Because didn't I just say about 30 seconds ago that we have no idea when we're going to be able to return to normal? You know, at the time I'm recording this, they don't know when we're going to have a vaccine. We don't know how long it's going to take to distribute, how long after that where people are going to feel comfortable and able to move around and attend events. But even though we have those unanswered questions, it's important for us to move forward in hope and faith and to be prepared so that when the world and the country is able to open up again, we have a plan in place to be move for, to move forward, to be at the, you know, the top of the game, to rekindle connections and relationships and to rekindle our businesses. And a lot of the time just having a plan in place and being prepared for down the road helps us get through the darker times that we're in right now. And so that's why in these last three episodes, I'm going to, like a crazy person that I am, talk about how you can actually plan for an in-person event whenever it is that COVID ends, hopefully next year, and to give us some hope. Uh, Now, that being said, uh, if you are listening to this after COVID is over, which, yay, (laughs) want to clap for for the future, uh, don't think that you are excluded from these next three episodes because they're still going to hold a lot of wisdom and advice that you can apply in similar situations. Maybe you're coming out of a personal crisis. Maybe you've been away from your business for a while or you're pivoting it in some way. There's a lot of good tidbits to be gleaned from these episodes. So even if I'm talking about COVID specifically, just think about your own personal situation and apply all of those you know, facts and expertise to your particular uh situation. So 
In this episode, I'm going to talk about why retreats need to be your go-to event model moving forward. So meaning coming out of COVID uh, or whatever your situation is. The next episode, I'm going to show you how you can actually create a high-level retreat plan now, even though you we don't know when go time, as I like to call it, is going to be, right? But you can have a plan ready so that when it happens, you're ahead of everybody else, you're ahead of the game. And uh, for all of the reasons that I'm going to share in this episode and the next episode, you're going to see why that makes so much sense. It's really not as crazy as it sounds, I promise. And then the last episode, I'm going to uh, show you practical ways that you can build anticipation or expectation for that retreat, even though, again, we have no idea when we can actually start doing them again. Um, so these next three episodes are really going to focus on just having a hopeful plan for 2021 and uh, at least getting some thoughts on the table about what events are going to look like coming out of this time because it's, I believe, going to be quite different than before. So let's dive into the three things that I want to talk about today about why retreats are going to be the way you want to go moving forward. Okay, and this isn't just because I'm all about retreats, <laughs> which I am. There are actual strategic, uh, truthful uh, reasons why retreats are going to make so much sense. And I'm going to share with those, those with you today. And the first one being probably the most obvious, and that is people are going to be wanting deep relationship time. So just, you know, think of it, we were sitting here in December of 2020. And so we've spent most of the year in lockdown, social distancing, uh, you know, not just being able, we're not able to do business in person or, you know, to go, we have to wear masks when we go out and do errands, but we can't see family members who are older or elderly or have conditions where they're susceptible to getting, you know, getting COVID really badly. So add on however many more months it's going to be until we can return to normal. And people are going to be craving in-person relational time like bonkers because it's been withheld for so long. And anytime something has been withheld for a long time and they have felt the deficit of that, right? Because as we've learned, as, as much as we're all probably grateful we have online communication <laughs> during a pandemic uh, when we have to social distance it's not the same as in-person relationships right like in-person time there's just certain things that you cannot recreate online so when this time of social distancing ends people are going to be craving in-person relational time like nuts right and I believe because of that, they're naturally going to be drawn to events that are smaller in group size because it's easier to build those relationships and connect with people in smaller groups, right? Like it just is. There's a big difference between going to an event where there's hundreds or thousands of people and you're, you know, everybody's just sitting in an auditorium or a hotel ballroom and you're listening to speakers and then trying to fit in like one-on-one -on -one time with people around the schedule versus if there's only 12 of you at a retreat and you're living life together for two days, three days, however long it may be, right? 
it's much you're eating meals together you're talking with each other one-on-one -on -one. it's just a lot easier to get that relational time so it's I think retreats are going to be the perfect way and in that smaller group size is going to be met through that event model and it also means for you as the business owner the entrepreneur and the host that you can have one-on-one -on -one time with your attendees, whether they're your current clients or, you know, potential clients. Like after this time of being this weird time where we're separated from people, like you haven't seen people at events for what's probably going to be at least a year at that point, if not more. Um, you, everybody's kind of had to, to maybe pivot or make changes to their businesses to get through this time. So reconnecting with your base, your target market is is invaluable and being able to have 12 deep one-on-one -on -one conversations is going to get you so much more uh so much a better sense deeper sense of what they're dealing with what their challenges are now uh what they really need what they're thinking what they're feeling than if you had 12 like 10 minute conversations at a big event right so not only do you get to have some quality one-on-time -on with human beings in person, but you're also going to derive so much more for your business from the fact that you can have those intimate conversations with whoever attends. So, I mean, we all know there's only, again, there's only so much you can do from behind a monitor. And, you know, I think everybody's going to have a rekindling time after this This pandemic is over and things are returning to normal we're all going to be figuring out again you know do I stay with this pivot do has my clients do they have different needs we're all going to want to re-strengthen those relationships that we have had um, so again closer relationships it's I think a huge reason why people are going to be drawn to retreats the second uh, reason why I believe retreats are going to be very uh, important as a go-to event model is because they inherently offer a more relaxed pace. So if you know me at all, if you've read my manifesto on my web website, if you haven't, check it out, go to relayescape.com. But one of my biggest pet peeves about the event planning space and basically the American culture in general is this belief that a jam-packed schedule equals more value. So in the event space, that basically means unless you have a, you know, a schedule that accounts for every minute for the attendees from the second they arrive to the second they leave, then they're not getting adequate value because the belief is, is that things to do equals more value, right? So I just want to take a moment <laughs> to draw a line in the sand and say, if there was ever a time to toss out that line of thinking, it is after a global crisis. Because here's the truth. People are going to want fun, value-packed experiences, but not stressful ones, right? We've just, you know, at the end of this, we're going to look back and be like, we just went through however long this pandemic ends up being with all of the stresses that came with it, we're also yearning for deep relationships. The last thing I think attendees are gonna want is to finally be able to go somewhere, right? Which is big in and of itself and experience value and to have time to connect with people and have a schedule that is so full that they can't actually do that or enjoy that. That makes 
no sense. <laughs> the value, I think va- the, the definition of value, or at least the perception of it, needs to get back to what it actually means. Things to do does not mean it's valuable. What's really valuable to people is what's really valuable to people, right? So if one of the reasons why they're coming to an event is to connect with people, you have to schedule it in a way where you allow space for it, right? Like you actually have to schedule in space. So they're not going to want stressful situations. They're not going to want to be running from, you know, activity to activity. Even if you have a small group and you're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to go here. They're not going to want that, right? They're going to be wanting something that's more relaxed so they can have that relational time. They can make memories. They can bond with people, right? And again, retreats, unlike those larger events, inherently invoke a more relaxed atmosphere, right? Like just the word retreat (laughs) means to kind of like pull away from, to escape, to um, relax, right? It's, It's still an event where you can be teaching something or offering something. There's still a business aspect to it, but it doesn't need to be something where the value is, you know, we're just gonna stress you out, right? And also the other thing to keep in mind is, you know, like in on top of people just kind of, I think after COVID are just going to be so much more okay with relaxed. <laughs> we're all like, we've all been stressed out. We've all been living in our jammies for a year. Like we're, we're cool with relaxed. It also makes it less stressful for you to plan it because of that expectation, right? So you know, if you're, I mean, obviously you still want something, you're offering value and you want it to be professional. I'm not saying that it should be so relaxed that it's just like chaos or there's no like schedule at all, but it doesn't need, but because it can be uh, more relaxing and there's not a, like this feeling that you have to like schedule every minute. And that's because that's not what people are going to want anyway. And low is your stress level to plan. So If you're, say, you know, haven't done an event yet and you've been wanting to, this is kind of the perfect time to do it, right? Because people's expectations are different. And if you're hitting what they want as far as something that is offering, you know, the smaller group, they can do connection, you know, connect with people. They can have that in-person time with other attendees and with you and it's more relaxing, like there's a more fun atmosphere to it. They're not going to be like running to and fro the entire time. Like you've already hit that nail on the head. So it lessens your stress about doing it. So if it's your first time, this is almost the perfect time. If this is like your 12th event, this is could still be a really great way to go because we've all been stressed out for <laughs> long because the world kind of turned upside down, right? Um, And this also makes it easier to create that overall retreat plan, which is what I'm going to go into in the next episode, because you don't need to like worry about being like super, super polished. I mean, I have high standards. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you should just be lackadaisical and do whatever and not care about what you're planning. But it it just means that you're not, you know, if you're not playing, there's a difference between doing a relaxed retreat and doing like a five star fancy smancy like you know, you really need to like have everything perfect kind of event. 
So it just it lessens the stress for you to plan. It makes it easier actually for you to plan ahead, even though we don't know when exactly go time, as I like to call it, is going to be. So we have deeper relationships, which was number one reason number one. Number two was you can it has a more relaxed atmosphere, right? Thirdly, you can be more creative. Woohoo! <laughs> again, if you know me or have read my manifesto on my website, I am not a believer that in Me Too events, right? It's like it's just like I'm a very creative person, and also everybody's brand is different. And when you're doing an event, you're actually bringing your brand to life in 3D. So if anything should align with your brand, it should be that because people are actually experiencing you, which is the foundation of the brand. And they're experiencing everything you've created in real life that encompasses the event that's part of your brand. So everybody kind of like doing the same old hotel ballroom or, or whatever doesn't make sense because it's not really giving people like the full experience of, of you. So I, be, I believe strongly in that. And also I'm just a naturally creative person. So one of the reasons why I specialize in retreats is because they inherently let you be more creative, right? If you're doing like a large speaking event and again, everybody's just sitting in a ballroom looking up at a stage, there's not a whole lot that you can do creatively because everybody's just sitting in one audience and, lo and looking at something or listening to somebody. When you do a retreat, you're able to get more, more creative with all kinds of things, with like the personalized gift bags that you give them, with the activities, you could have a theme. Like it just allows for so much more fun and the things that you can do. So again, people are going to be in lockdown <laughs> and social distancing uh, for, for we don't know how long, several more months at least. So when they come out of lockdown, they're going to want, as we said, to be able to connect with people in person. They're going to be craving those relationships and that in-person time. They're going to be craving events where they have that more relaxed atmosphere. Uh, so they're not stressed out. And so, you know, those relaxed atmospheres let us help us form those connections, right? Because those things happen in or during organic conversations and sharing a meal and like doing activities together. Like that's when we bond and create memories. And then they're also just going to want to have some fun, right? Because we haven't been able to just go out and do stuff, you know, like go to a museum, uh, you know, at least not safely or without, you know, guidelines, like amusement parks, like just to go do stuff, right? You have to think about everything that's either, it's either closed to the public or you have to um, adhere to guidelines, which affects your fun. So people, I think, really are not going to want those Me Too experiences when this ends. So I think just think about it because everybody has been holding back on doing events. When COVID is over and we're able to start opening that back up again, everybody and their brother is going to start thinking about doing events again all at the same time. So if you're doing a Me Too event, if you're just planning something that's like everybody else, or kind of like what I, I would call as like the standard, then you're not pulling in on that fun aspect that people want, that fun and creative aspect. And you're also not standing out from everybody else. Because if people have a choice of going to like three different events uh, and, you know, they're only going to choose one because they have to pay travel expenses and they have to uh, make room in their calendar, make sure that there's childcare, whatever the situation is, they're going to choose one that hits the tightest mark 
that has all the things that they're looking for. Um, and so you want to make sure that you're offering something that's going to be super fun, right? And it's not hard. It's not hard to do that. It just means letting go of what we see as standard operating procedure and just thinking outside of the box, right? So again, you still want something that's aligned with your brand, but you can get creative and super fun within your brand. Um, there's so many things that you can do. It just makes me so <laughs> excited just thinking about it because I'm like, you could do so many fun things. Um, and then this also, again, it helps you do this overall plan, which I will talk about in the next episode. So when it's go time, um, because you can widen your options, right? So if you, if you start thinking outside the box and be like, oh, I could do this, or I could have this kind of venue, uh, you know, this will work. And you have several options whenever you know that you can put a date on the calendar and say, I'm, I am going to actually plan this retreat now, like book a venue, start selling, t- you know, tickets, you have several options. You've not locked yourself into one way thinking, right? I need this kind of ballroom. I need this kind of venue only. You're training your mind to be more creative and out of the box. And you can be more flexible that way, right? Because you're not locked into this, I need this, this, and this, and that's all I'm going to do, right? What if that doesn't work? You know, what if go-to time comes and you want a certain kind of uh, like venue and they're all booked, right? Because everybody is going to be doing, I mean, it's not just business events. Like all of a sudden it's going to be like weddings again and graduate. Like everybody's going to be like events. <laughs> I feel like just like we need to have events again. Um, so it'll help you plan. Being more creative means you can be flexible and give yourself more options, right? And again, if you're new to doing events, this is the perfect time. Like this is the perfect excuse (laughs) to do your first event. Retreats are small. You can have five people. You can have, I usually keep the limit to 12 because anything beyond that, it just, it starts to ruin that intimate dynamic. And then when you break people up into groups, like with 12, you can have three groups of four or four groups of three. And I feel like anything beyond that just starts to make it too unruly. Like you start losing that intimacy. Um, but yeah, you could have five people, you could have 12 people and just like, this is a perfect time to get your feet wet, right? Uh, just hit the marks that matter. Give them something that's fun and creative, something that offers relationships, uh, you know, just do something that's relaxed and it's not stressful for you to plan, but it's just they They can't wait to be there. Right. Cause you're offering what they want. So yeah, the main idea here, the main idea <laughs> Here. I'm so excited. I can't talk now. <laughs> is uh, so I'm glad I saved this point to last. But uh, the main idea with this point is just to don't put yourself in a box, right? Just think creatively, um, and and make that part of the fun. Like make the part that you know. Again, we'll we'll go over how you can create a high level plan in the next episode. But even once you have that plan and you have your options, don't think of that as limiting. And don't think of it as like a waste of time because you don't know if a specific place is going to be available at a specific time and we don't know when COVID's going to end. Like turn it on its head and make it hopeful and fun. Like I have this high level plan of how I'm going to move forward when COVID finally lifts and we can start doing events. 
and I know what key areas to hit. I know how to get in front of everybody else and offer something that's going to entice people more than what other entrepreneurs might be offering, right? And I'm going to make sure, of course, you're going to make something, make sure it's something that your clients want. And we'll, we'll get into that. You know, you're still offering them something that they, they crave, right, from the business aspect. But it's like, it's hopeful to plan and it's also something that's going to be fun to plan because you don't have to have a straight up detailed plan right now. You can just say, I've got my framework, I got my blueprint, and this is going to be so fun to actually implement whenever I can because I'm just going to make it super fun and creative and it's going to be awesome. So flip like flip it on its head, <laughs> right? So. All right, I hope that all of this jived with you and I hope that now, now like 30 minutes later or whatever it is, uh, you look back to the question of, is she really, is she really talking to me about planning an in-person event and it's still like pandemic and we don't know what's going on. Now you can be like, huh, okay, she's not completely crazy <laughs> and this might actually be fun and this might actually be hopeful. Um, so if you are not subscribed already, make sure you do that because you're going to definitely want to listen to the next two episodes. And again, um, I know I've said this several times already, but the next episode we're going, I'm going to lead you through how to create that framework, right? That blueprint based on the things that we talked about today and other things you want to take into consideration. And then the last episode, I'm going to share how you can create that buzz or anticipation and it requires, of course, doing it differently because it's not like you're setting a date in stone right now and you can you can just create like that short term, you know, buy now, tickets end now, like it's happening now. But there's still ways that you can get your, you know, the people that you want to attend uh, to be excited about it, to incorporate them in a process, but in a way that is not detrimental to planning, which is important. And I will cover that. Um, so all, all good stuff. Uh, and I feel a very good way to end this year, just planning ahead and looking ahead with hope and fun and creativity and excited to see what you do. So I will see you here next week. Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words, as always, could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.